So welcome back. Uh, this is the second part of our very special podcast. Uh, EOS Nation is still here. Daniel and Dennis are still here. And with me co-hosting this part portion of the show is Jimmy. He's a frequent contributor on EOS uh, discussions and tribe. And as well, we have John listening, chilling in as well, chipping in from time to time. So um, worker proposal system. Big thing, uh, what's going on? What's the idea? Lay it down on us. Sure, I can take that. So yeah, the worker proposal system is a system designed to enable the distribution of funding to projects who are seeking to, to fund their project to benefit the EOS IO ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're familiar with Dash, it's pretty closely modeled after the way the, the Dash worker proposal or the Dash budget proposal system works. Mm -hmm. um, they've been doing this for, I believe, a little over five years quite successfully. Um, so we've, we've learned a lot monitoring Dash and, and big shout out to one of our ambassadors, uh, who, who's, um, his name is Felix. He's, he's actually been heavily involved in the, in the Dash system for a long time. So he uh, kind of walked us through, taught us a lot about how, how the Dash system works. Uh, we also have a lot of experience. We, we, we were heavily involved in building the first EOS referendum system. We built the boss worker proposal system and uh, and we've been yeah monitoring all the other systems out there and, and kind of took everything we've learned to try to build something better that works uh, for the EOS mainnet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was very interesting that you guys model it after the Dash system, I think uh, much more closely than the Telos version. And obviously you guys have experience with the BOS worker proposal system. So, so explain why you guys decided to model, model it after Dash and you know, what experience did you get from Bose that made you go that direction instead of something like Telos worker proposal system? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with what we learned from, for example, the original worker proposal and Boss. Uh, where it was basically token holders have have a vote, and what we were seeing was very low turnout uh, of token holders voting, um, and it, not first of all not meeting the right, right threshold. So the original work or the original referendum system required fifteen percent participation of all token holders to yeah. to get something to pass, um, which is an, it's important to have a high enough threshold to avoid having one large token holder be able to have all the say. Yeah. Um, but the, the, we, what we were finding with that, with the referendum system is 15% was too high. Um, it was not enough, you know, we, people weren't coming close. I think the, the highest, um, the, the highest proposal, I think reached something like 2.5% participation. Okay. Uh, but if you make your threshold that low, then you're, you have a huge risk of, again, of having a very, you know, one or two whales have, all the say to be able to get something passed. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we, what we decided to, and we were looking at Dash and other models and seeing the evolution of the EOS mainnet, um, you know, requiring, so the way we have it on, on the new system we're proposing is that anyone who is a paid block producer, anyone who's meeting that 100 EOS per day threshold has a vote. Uh, so you know, compared to Dash, it's, it's anyone who's running a master node has a vote. Um, Right now, it takes about 55 million EOS, I believe, to reach that vote threshold. Mm -hmm. um, so we have, we have a lot of voter participation out there who are voting for block producers. Uh, 
Uh, and they kind of, they've, they've made their decision, but they're not involved in the day to day, you know, looking every every month at what proposals are out there. Um, so we thought that this was a great balance of, you know, we're leveraging the delegated proof of stake system that already exists that EOS is, is running on that has kind of proven itself over the last two years since EOS has launched. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, token holders have given block producers the right to uh, vote with 15 out of 21 changes on the network. Yeah. We've actually raised that threshold to, you know, requiring giving 60 or, or so block producers actually having a say instead of just 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to, for those listening who may be not, familiar, not super familiar with it, is that, um, again, it's not just like top 21 BP that's making all the decisions. You actually, guys are actually involving in the stand, with the standby BPs. That's so, right. Um, as long as the proposal has a net positive 20 votes. That's, that's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. anyone, and it's, again, it's a net positive. So um, let, let's say it's a com, uh, 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 controversial proposal where there's an equal number of people voting yes to no, it's very hard to get something like that passed. Mm-hmm. You need uh, pretty much proposals need to be pretty well, almost unanimously uh, agreed upon from the active voters to be, to be passed. So it's a very high threshold um, to get something passed. And it's starting with a, a pretty small, you know, we, we've, we've set the, uh, a monthly budget of 25,000 EOS. Um, so you can almost look at it in a bit of a, a bit of an experiment. We we've set a, a high threshold to pass in a small amount of funds. So, you know, relatively low risk to a, a, a high threshold to, to distribute those funds. Yeah. It's a high bar. Um, but at the same time, it's, we think that it's low enough that we'll actually be able to see some value being put towards, um, some much needed projects out there that, that could use some funding to, to build those foundational tools that, that we'd like to see continue built on, on EOS. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think the, um, the best advantage of your EOS WPS proposal is, is that versus Dash is that in Dash, anyone can stake and create a master node and there's nothing that you could do about it. But yeah, on it just EOS, takes a thousand Dash, I believe, to, to mm-hmm. stake to a, to a master node. Whereas again, I mentioned earlier, you need about 55 million EOS stake to a, a block producer to reach that that 100 eos per day reward threshold mm-hmm. right so and, and also like people can un you know we could vote out some of these bps that we don't agree with how they're voting whereas with dash there's just nothing you could do about it all you'd have to do is overstake them i guess would be the only option so that's a big advantage but the only the only issue that I saw with it was, you know, it create it basically makes having a sock puppet, puppet BP more valuable. However, you know, you're kind of counteracting that by reducing the honeypot, making it so that it's not uh, profitable to future vector. Very difficult to mitigate someone that has access to 50 million, you know, EOS, they're going to be there, you know, regardless. Um, so it's a proof of stake, you know, delegate proof of stake. If someone has the appropriate weight to get into the standby position, well, then they deserve it. Um, yeah. 
And, and, and right now we haven't really seen any malicious intent of any standby block producers. I think we wanted to include the top 60 or at least all the, the top threshold because there's a lot of great teams in the EOS ecosystem. So it doesn't matter that if you just have to be 21, we wanted to include everyone because there's a lot of different opinions and actually we'd like to have different opinions and not just the top 21 or not just exchanges or not just indie VPs. We wanted to have the entire community or at least the entire elected community of block producers be eligible to have a voice, whether that voice is a no or a yes. Um, and there's also a, an abstain. Um, we just wanted to have everyone included so that um, it's a more balanced voting system and not just led by the top 21. Mm -hmm. there's, yeah. there's kind of a social, there's like a social contract, for example, that EOS Nation is probably not going to set up like EOS Nation 2. Like maybe you have friends that would vote with you. We don't have, yeah, 50 million votes that are disposable to, to do that even if we wanted to. Let's say, let's say conceivably, conceivably even, conceivably if you had the means to do it, you would not do it because of putting at risk both our position. If we had a secondary VP, we would actually be risking our primary um, you know, image because we would destroy that. So a lot of it is that social pressure. You know, if, if someone is essentially um, is doing those types of things, it, it would be very dangerous for their, their primary image, unless their primary image is, is really strong. Yeah. And not just image there, you're a stand, you know, to by creating yeah. a second BP, you're, you're spreading yourself more thin. And yeah, again, like you mentioned, kind of putting your primary BP at risk of, you know, right now we're in the top 21 we would be risking our position in the top 21 by doing that. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd actually like to come, come back to that a little bit later because um, there's a little segue in there, but I don't want to tackle it right now. But um, yeah, there, there are a couple um, concerns with that one. But go ahead, Jack. Yeah, no, I was just going to segue right into it. I just want to add that um, before we go on, one add that is really interesting that you guys design a system to use the system fees to fund the proposals rather than the inflation, which was kind of the original design of EOS. I, I think, again, that does two things was one, mitigate risks, and two, you're not creating inflation, at least not in the sense that, you know, inflation from printing new EOS. It's just EOS that's already sitting there and not really doing much. So I think that, um, to be honest, like initially when you guys proposed, I was like, well, okay. I think the reaction of the community is like, well, are we printing more EOS? Like, well, are we starting the inflation train again? Like, this is not, not something we want. But again, with the system feeds, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, name sales. Um, RAM training fees is probably not going to be a whole lot anymore. So that might, that might be a problem. Yeah. With keeping and any new fees generated, by the way, are not eligible for this. So the only, uh, I guess, a little context for everyone who might not be as familiar with, with the RAM fees and the name fees. Uh, anytime you, so uh, you, you probably know that by default, you can have an uh, a EOS name is 12 character. You're limited to numbers one to five and, you know, the, all the alphanumeric characters, uh, yeah. but it has to be 12 characters. But you have the option of bidding for uh, more custom names that could be smaller. They, um, you know, and there are, if it, by bid those, the, the fees that are generated when, or the, the, the EOS generated from those bids have gone into an account. EOS names. Similarly, when people buy RAM, there's a small fee that have accumulated into the EOS IO.RAM account. Um, when Rex was launched, 
it was decided that any fees generated going forward from the point when Rex was launched are going into the pool for Rex token holders. Uh, but in the meantime, all of the fees that were generated prior to Rex launching were just sitting there unused. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's about three and a half million EOS sitting combined, combined in these two accounts. Um, and that is the, what is going to be funding the, uh, the EOS WPS account, mm -hmm. uh, which again, I mentioned will be 25. So there's, on a monthly basis will be we've created the eos io.wps account to hold the funds that will go towards worker proposals and uh we've already funded it with fifty thousand. or i don't know if we executed that transaction i know it's been approved Funding, yeah the the yeah the, the transaction we've created the account we've proposed an msig to the top 21 block producers to to uh, seek permission to transfer the first fifty thousand eos to that pool Mm -hmm. um, w if we're successful in launching this uh, system on a monthly basis, we'll just be topping it up with mm -hmm. to make sure that there's at least that 25,000 EOS for the next month's proposal. Um, and so, yeah, we've got about three and a half million EOS to play with from that existing accumulated funds mm -hmm. uh, with no plans whatsoever to ever touch the new funds that are generated. Those are continuing to go into RECs. Uh, new fees block. generated. So anyone um, who has, since the creation of Rex, anyone who's bidding on a name or uh, buying RAM, okay. that yeah. is going towards the Rex pool. Mm -hmm. We're only, the only thing we're touching for the worker pools system were the funds that were generated before Rex was launched. Mm -hmm. And within, when you do put a proposal, you have to put a hundred EOS fee and that fee goes back into the That's right. Yeah, the, the 100 EOS fee that, so yeah, we require, and really this is just to prevent spam. Mm -hmm. um, when you create a proposal that you pay a 100 EOS fee and that goes into that EOS worker proposal account. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if, if the more proposals that are proposed and, and let's say they don't get approved and mm -hmm. um, that potentially could accumulate more funds from those fees. Mm -hmm. So just, just to clarify, that's as it stands right now without the fees, that's about probably 11 years worth of uh, funding that could go towards <laughs> the community. My mathematics is correct, um, which I'm not always sure in this blockchain space, but uh, that, that's about right, right? Just uh, just over 11 years? Yeah, it's about right with the current configuration of 25,000 uh, per month. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, mm. and, 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 that's then, and that's assuming every month we use all of the 25,000. Right. Yeah. So it's likely I, longer than that. If, if, um, you know, let's say only one or two proposals get passed to a thousand EOS each or something like that. Um, I just need 200 EOS for my, uh, proposal to, uh, I dance, uh, dance cat, a T-Rex costume. <laughs> Unfortunately didn't pass. So, um, speaking of that, yeah, so I've been playing around on jungle net, um, jungle test net, uh, and the whole system seems very smooth. Um, I think the only trouble we had in was kind of the proposal had to be reset by calling action, but that's going to be automated when the system yeah. goes out. Right now we have a very quick sort of a testing turnaround. So every, instead of waiting for 30 days, we shorten it because all of these parameters are configurable. Yeah. So we, we have the, the deposit amount, the, the maximum allowance of 25,000 as a configuration. Mm -hmm. We have the time period as a configuration. Uh, we have, we also have the threshold. So right now we, we, we need a 20 vote net positive uh, threshold. That's also a parameter that we could change in the future. Mm -hmm. Let's say we see that uh, no proposals pass for three months mm -hmm. and people keep losing their, their 100 EOS. 
we could lower it to a, a safer threshold or the opposite, we can increase it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is configurable. And right now on, on the jungle test net, we've lowered those thresholds so that we can keep testing a, a little bit faster. So it's 24 hours and I think it's like two votes. Um, oh really, okay. Well, we just so that you can. I, I, I actually had a bit of a mistake off. in my um in my in my first post about it. Um, I I I went off the numbers that were in the jungle test net, and if you go off those numbers because of the lower threshold, it, I yeah. forget what it was that I said that first time. Um, you called me out on it actually, Jack. Yeah, I think it, was um, it came out to something like fifty years or something like that. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and he said, "Ah, something doesn't add up." So that's mm -hmm. that. That was um. Yeah. But yeah. If you, if you want to see the the amount that we actually are going to be proposing when we launch again, the what if you go to eoswps.io, that's the the that's pulling right from the directly from the smart contract, which is the kind of test settings we have in place right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you go to eosnation.io to our blog, we have a post that's the EOS Worker Proposal User Guide. Uh, within there is a quick reference guide that kind of hits all the the parameters that we intend to propose at launch. Uh, so that's the 25,000 EOS for a, uh, a budget, which is for 30 days, um, the 100 EOS fee plus 20 votes to pass, uh, eligible voters requiring to meet that 100 EOS per day threshold uh, of equal voting rate of one plus one minus one or zero for abstained, uh, and that fund source, which is the EOS um, IO names and EOS IO RAM fee accounts. Um, that's all outlined in the quick reference guide in the values we intend to propose at launch. So there were there were a couple of questions that, that I did have on this. So um, going back to what John said earlier, like one of the things that I quite like about it is is the kind of the governance behind it. Like if for whatever reason it is maxed out and um, you know enough proposals uh, get voted on uh, to be passed and to be over the allotted number, then the, the proposals that have the highest vote count, in a sense, are the ones that are going to be passed, right? That's right. That's right. Um, so so on, on that line, then, um, would you be able to uh, resubmit uh, the same proposal for the next 30-day window? You would have to pay the fee again to resubmit a proposal. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So, anytime. So Go ahead. No, so I, I think you answered. So it is possible if, if you wanted to do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then the second thing is, um, so in, in the case where um, block producers might not um, send the fees, si sign to send the fees um, to the account for the next 30 day window. Mm -hmm. That was the other thing I wanted to clarify as well. Um, does that mean that the system is done? Is it over? Or um, is there an opportunity for the, the month um, following that, that hasn't been approved to restart the system again. So maybe I can answer that one. So it, that was, a, it's a very difficult uh, situation to figure like what happens when there is no more funds, what happens when there is funds for this period. So how we have it designed is that let's say for the existing month, it, it has enough funding and then it closes, it pays out all the proposals at the next month, if there's not enough funding, people cannot submit new proposals until there's an, enough funding because we don't, want to, we don't want people to create proposals and not have enough funding for, for that end of the month. Right. Uh, so we're always going to try to keep that overlapping so that we always have the excess of 25000 for the next following month. 
However, if there is no longer enough funding for the next period, it will close. Everyone will get paid for their proposal. However, no active proposals can, can continue afterwards. So, um, so afterwards indefinitely or afterwards until that 30-day period? Is well, finished. until there's enough funding again to complete that period. So right. how we have it is that that's kind of the fail-safe. The fail-safe is that there is not infinite money backing this. The money is, or the, the funding comes from a manual process and we're not creating tokens out of thin air to create that 25,000 because that would essentially open up that, that vector, the attack vector of the money is just created out of thin air. It's actually being deposited from another account. Whenever there's no more funding, the system essentially stops um, until the next period has enough funding to complete. Right. Yeah, but it could always, yeah, let's say one month, it doesn't get funded. It is possible that in the future, oh. as long as the 15 out of 21 block producers decide to, to add that funding, then it will restart the system. And there is one more mechanism that people can donate. So if you send a memo called donate, you could send funds to it. So if someone wanted to continue the worker proposal, it doesn't have to come from the, 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 the MSIG top 21. If someone wanted to donate 25,000 and continue the worker proposal out of a donation, it would kickstart the, 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 the WPS again. Yes. Yeah, that's so there's a few really mechanisms of funding. I wonder how many people will actually do that though. <laughs> there, is, there is people that, that said, I, I would like to, you know, in a, they, they wanted to have a different concept, but uh, there is people that are willing to donate. And it and also doesn't have to be 25,000 from one individual. It could be, you know, 500 here, a thousand there can come from the community. Mm -hmm. um, if the community thinks that the, the funds are being used in a, in a good way, mm -hmm. but um Maybe yeah. we should, uh, maybe we should um, write a, draft up a proposal for a, a, a Kickstarter for a WPS in case it, uh, you know, doesn't go through. And then we can use the funds that we get to, um, to, to donate to the system. To... That's a great worker proposal. <laughs> Apply for funding so that more funding is available for the future in case there is no more funding. Like an insurance. It's an insurance WPS. It could. Everything is possible. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the worker proposal system. Uh, if you haven't go checked it out yet, go check it out. What's the URL again? Sorry, I keep forgetting. Running on the test net, we, are, we have a, a version running that you can play with at eoswps.io. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Um, so on there again, there is an about page that walks through it. But again, that has variables in the content that is actually pulling directly from the smart contract. If you want to see the uh, again, the, the parameters that we will be proposing, you can find that on our website at eosnation.io. There's a, a po post in our blog there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, definitely go check it out. Submit your proposal, go test it. Again, it's on the testnet, so you could submit for cat, cat customs or whatever it is you want. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is a little bit more controversial, but I think it, it, it also on this topic of, you know, the, the standby BPs and the top BP has to have a role uh, have a say, have a vote in this worker proposal system. And there's been a lot of shakeup in the top BP rankings. And that is because Binance have recently, you know, came out to say they're still offering sticking rewards. And as well as they, uh, they have stopped voting for BPs, so for a bunch of different BPs. So one of the things, you know, when, when they first announced this, you know, Brendan Bloomer came out congratulating them, uh, EOS Nation came out and supported them, voted for their BP. But 
a lot of people in the community, this was just after the aftermath of what's, what the drama that was happening on Steemit. So the understandably community was a little bit apprehensive. So just to give a bit of context, um, Justin Sun, along with finance, uh, you know, the exchange conducted a hostile takeover. That's, that's the phrase that, you know, again, we could argue all day long about whether this is the correct description for it, but they actually essentially took over control of the network. So a lot of people in the community said, okay, um, you know, Binance came out to say we, we made a mistake, they withdrew their vote, but the damage was done. So a lot of community members were very apprehensive about having Binance play such a huge part in the community. So I just want to get your guys' opinion on it. Obviously, you guys came out in support of it. So what was the thinking behind that? Yeah, so I think uh, that exchanges are a huge stakeholder uh, of the network that are key to the success of any blockchain, the value of any token. Uh, and I think that any token holder who has their tokens in within an exchange is trusting that that entity that that exchange uh, with their tokens. Um, so that when it comes to voting, I don't see a very a big difference between an exchange voting with a proxy voting. Um, you know, putting putting you're trusting your tokens with an exchange. Um, you're actually putting even more trust. You're, you're giving them custodianship over your tokens as well as your voting rights. Whereas a proxy, you're only giving your voting rights uh, to that entity. Uh, so I, I believe that you know token holders who are holding their tokens on exchanges trust those those entities to mm -hmm. take proper care of their tokens. Um, mm -hmm. And and I don't see there being any really big problem with an exchange exercising those rights. Um, you know, again, as a token holder, you have a choice to not put your tokens in those exchange or to put it into a different exchange that perhaps doesn't exercise those, those voting rights. Uh, and something that's a, a key difference between what we saw between uh, what's happening in, in the world of Steam and, and EOS is that whole ninja mine portion of, of the stake. Mm -hmm. um, there was the, you know, Justin Sun's tokens that he acquired was 20% of all of the Steam tokens, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, which were ninja mind mind kind of prior before anyone else joined the network. And there was a kind of a understanding in the community that those wouldn't be used for voting purposes. And I think that was the, a big part of what upset the community. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have a, any ninja mind stake in EOS uh, mm -hmm. and exchanges have been participating in voting, you know, pretty much from the start. Uh, it's kind of status quo. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if you have anything to add, Denny. Well, yeah, I'm just going to add, I mean, um, exchange plays a, a really critical role that we cannot fulfill. And, and one of that is liquidity. You know, these exchanges are, are not, um, they play a really critical role in the, in the price uh, of a lot of these assets, uh, markets. The, some of it right now, um, EOS now has a futures contracts and, you know, really complex financial tools that, that only the exchanges, um, really top tier exchanges would be able to open up because it requires a lot of liquidity. And even previously, we were talking about Bancor, how Bancor provides liquidity and how crucial it is for projects. Well, the same thing happens for, you know, a big top tier centralized exchange that provides liquidity. It provides access to uh, more funding for these projects. It adds sort of a uh, reputable, if you get listed, let's say on Binance, then that means that you're a reputable project. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it plays a really important role. Um, people have a really negative 
beef against exchanges, I think it's, they're really essential in our um, environment because if I can't trade on a centralized exchange, um, that actually just lowers the value of that price of that token. Mm -hmm. So they play a really critical role um, in the exchange uh, of assets. Mm -hmm. So, And the users on those exchanges are demanding a return on their, on their investments. Uh, you know, so this isn't just something that these exchanges are doing unilaterally. Uh, a lot of the liquidity that is sitting on exchanges is held by large token holders with large stake who are actually, you know, the, the, they're communicating with the heads of these exchanges saying, Hey, we need to find some way to, um, to get some value from these tokens we're holding on your exchange and, and participating in governance is one way they can do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and, and these exchanges have really good customer support. I don't know if you've ever sent the wrong memo or forgot a memo when you're depositing. Yeah. These exchanges will really help you. They have, you know, 24 hour customer service. You pop up a little window, you talk to a representative, mm -hmm. they verify that your identity and your account, um, they're, they're providing such a great service for token holders to, to feel safe of owning the tokens on an exchange that some people don't want to have the private key. They don't want to know their, their seed words. They yeah. trust, you know, Binance, Bitfinex, Kraken, whoever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it, yeah, some people don't want to carry a little nano or, or, or whatnot, um, because they don't trust themselves. I, you know, they don't, and I barely use it. So just because yeah, it, some people don't want to have that responsibility and they want to give that responsibility mm -hmm. to an exchange. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people want to take care of their, their own crypto, like, um, which is, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that put a lot of trust in these exchanges. Um, but it's, it's great now that Binance is able to reward those users. So if you, I think their mechanism right now is if you have EOS, on Binance, they'll just give you a reward. If yeah, I think I you, think you opt in. And say you want your tokens. Yeah, you opt in, yeah. Um, so I just wanna get back to a point, you know, like um, a lot of people have a negative um, opinion of exchanges, just because I think us, you know, who has been in the cryptocurrency space have been burned a lot by decentralized exchanges. So I think it's understandable. And, you know, even with like Bitcoin, we're if in Bitcoin, you kind of lose your exchanges, you lose your money, but because of the DPOS system, like exchanges doesn't only play a financial role, they're also playing like a governance role. And I'm wondering, have you guys kind of reached out, like have you guys communicated with Binance? Because we actually seen them vote and a lot of Western BP got vote in, which is something I don't think uh, has been widely publicized. You know, I think EOS, Nation, EOS Canada's back up there, um, a bunch of Western BPs that we recognize is back on the top, you know, top uh, standby BP or maybe in top BP. So, so yeah, what's the, what's the, uh, are you guys talking with them? Are you guys communicating with them? What's the deal? Yeah, we're constantly talking to all of the uh, top 21, the, the standby BPs, the exchanges out there um, working towards, improving the system and, you know, and doing things like working on this worker proposal system is not something that you do in a silo. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to get, uh, get feedback from basically all, the, all of our colleagues in the, in this space and Binance is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we are absolutely in, in close communication with them as well as the other exchanges and, and all the, all the other stakeholders in, in this network. Mm -hmm. And is that how you guys been able to coordinate this upgrade of the, um, ALSVM. I know, I know it's not in the list of topic conversation, but this is something that just happened actually. 
Yeah, that's a big part of it. So we, yeah, we've got a, a Telegram, or not a Telegram, a, a WeChat channel going with all of the top 21 and, and plus others um, to, to where we're, yeah, very close. It's, because it's important for, with something like EOS VM to coordinate pretty closely. Uh, otherwise, you risk uh, overloading the, the block producers who don't yet uh, upgrade. Uh, mm-hmm. So there was a lot of work to, you know, months of work ahead of the upgrade to f- first of all, make sure everyone's hardware was up to spec and uh, that we had kind of all the parameters set in place correctly and, um, and kind of, kind of closely coordinated on, on the timing of, of when we uh, did the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that wouldn't have been nearly, you know, if, if the average person looking, you probably didn't notice a hiccup, everything kind of went pretty smoothly. Um, and that's, you know, really thanks to all of the engagement from all of the top 21, uh, you know, working so closely together to make sure that that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's all the questions from me. I think, again, this is, it's a, a bit of a controversial topic, but I think, um, you know, it is, I'm very uh, thankful that you guys came on, you know, kind of clarify your position. Um, I think you guys have been, you know, pretty well player in your position, you know, through your regular communication channels, but just, um, you know, for us and for our audience, uh, I want to thank you for that. And yeah, I'm not sure if John or Jimmy have more things for EOS Nation. Any more questions? Yeah, I, I, I believe um, in your um, answers to the previous questions, you, you touched upon most of the other questions that I had. So um, nothing in particular stands out um, as missing at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Do, you, um, do you guys have any ideas or you know, maybe opinions on what might be the most successful or what would be like the ideal types of proposals? Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll answer that by not answering it. But we're, we're, building a, we're building a system for people to apply for that. And what we'd really like is to have the community sort of start these discussions and, and think about what type of ideas that would be really good. Um, so we were just building that first base layer. So the funding, the mechanism of approval, and then being able to publish a draft and, and be able to submit a proposal, it'd be really great to see different discussions and different Telegram groups to spin up and say, all right, we're going to talk about which ideas are really good. So we're really focused on building the tools to get us there. And hopefully the community together can, uh, can brainstorm on, on what are the best ideas. Because we don't want to be dictating which projects are, are good. There might be a lot, many different ideas. And I think that would be a really great community project to discuss different types of worker proposals. Um, we have a few things that we'd like to see. Um, but we don't want to be saying this is the, what we want because it's a community effort. And that's why we wanted to include everybody, all the top 21, uh, the top 60 block producers. And hopefully we can see a lot. Once this uh, WPS is launched, we can start more discussing about the proposals being deployed and not so much about the system because the system itself is, um, is hopefully working as intended. And, um, then we can start, that would be the next step. So we are building the tools to, to have that discussion in the future. And we'll likely see at least initially the, the successful proposals probably coming from known teams who have been around the ecosystem for a long time. There's a lot of, you know, block producers who were previously in a paid position who are perhaps now outside of a paid position, but have previously proven themselves to, you know, provide great services, um, things like history tools and, and, and stuff like that. Um, 
we might, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see those types of proposals, uh, at least early on, are the ones that have the most success. But that's, you know, pure speculation just from one guy. Yeah. And actually, sounds like a good fit. And they don't have to all be tech oriented or infrastructure or, you know, very code oriented. They could also be community events. So maybe every one year we do an EOS community um, event like we do. And that could be coming from that worker proposal system. Uh, but then someone needs to put in that sweat and equity and all the work is setting up these conferences take a lot of effort. Um, if you went to Rio or, you know, Korea uh, in Seoul, it's a lot of work setting up a conference. However, maybe this could also be a, a way to fund um, the team or the organizations that set up the next um, user conference. So it doesn't There's a lot of value in those conferences. You know, they, uh, the worker proposal system, a lot of it was born out of the, the uh, conference in Rio. We had, we held the unconference there where, you know, community members from all over the world came face to face in Rio to um, really that's where kind of the, the first draft of the design of this worker proposal was, uh, was drafted. So that, that brings up another question I have then. Um, <clears throat> I, I read an article recently and I don't want to trigger a cascade here. So I'll try to be a little bit careful with what I say, but it was um, looking at the differences between the um, boss uh, worker proposal system and the, um, the, the EOS main or the EOS nation worker proposal system. Um, so one of the things that the article maybe pointed out was that um, Obviously, you guys are more familiar with it uh, probably than most people. Um, but they were kind of mentioning that maybe the um, EOS uh, EOS Nation, sorry, worker proposal system, um, isn't quite as community centric as the Boss system. And another thing that they kind of pointed out was that maybe um, the Boss uh, proposals. Um, were aimed at towards uh, benefiting BOSS, but also the EOSIO um, system as a whole. But it kind of sounds to me like what you guys were just saying, um, that that's not maybe necessarily true. I mean, with this new worker proposal system, would uh, people be able to, um, you know, submit proposals that go beyond the EOS mainnet? Um, would it also um, be applicable? I not necessarily like cross anything that was cross chain seems to be applicable, but would they be able to uh, submit proposals in any avenue of, of what has become known as EOSIO? Anything is possible, even beyond ESIO, as long as you can convince the the voters. Uh, in this case, it's the the top sixty or so uh, block producers that there is value there. Um, so that's I would say it's not going to be making a, submitting a proposal is not for the faint of heart. There's going to be probably a lot of um, uh, a lot of work that has to go into um, getting the word out. You know, you probably want to maybe get some a, a gauge of sentiment from from block producers before going ahead and submitting proposal and lobbying to you know get them on board with what you're proposing before you kind of pull the trigger, pay that hundred EOS fee, and and start uh, waiting for those votes. Uh, really, that should be the last step. Is you already almost have a good high level of confidence that you have that support before you submit that proposal. Um, and, but, but like I said, it's really anything is possible. And that, I wanted to <clears throat> touch on, on some of the differences with the boss. Uh, we were also involved in, in building the boss WPS and, um, 
one of the things that we want to do is reduce, actually reduce the, the, uh, the complexity and have everything completely on chain. So the difference with the, um, with boss, it was using the, the token holders and it had to do a lot of um, sort of off chain computation to gather the votes because we couldn't, there was a few um, sort of technical issues that we couldn't hook into the system contract unless we modified the system contract for this, for the EOS WPS, we're, we're using the system contract tools, which is already the, the rank structure from the block producers. And also the payment is done on chain. So as soon as the, the proposal passes, you're, the funding is secured. Where BOSS, they actually had a, a delay or essentially like a, an off-chain manual step to release the funding. We wanted to remove any off-chain um, off mechanism so this one, the EOS WPS that we're proposing is completely on chain. Once it's deployed and funded, it, it has no human interaction. Um, so if, you, if your proposal passes, you get funding um, and the smart contract will, will pay that proposer. Where BOSS, there was, a, there was a sort of slight delay of there is a manual intervention or a manual funding mechanism that needs to happen and it wasn't automatic. So we wanted to really make sure that if we do release funding, it, it's 100% automatic and all smart contract driven. Yeah, uh, so, so for the boss one, actually, there, there is a, a small window there where actually the um, proposal could be canceled before funding was delivered, right? Yeah, there was, there was, and, and all it is because there's a little bit more, um, there's like an auditor, there's a little bit more pieces mm -hmm. um, in the boss WPS, which was the design that was intended um, but it made, it made it so that there was a little bit more steps than needed where this one actually reduced the complexity by made it really simple. You get the vote, you get your, your 20 plus net threshold and we have enough funding, then it would release the funds. So we really want to make it, make sure that it's a hundred percent off chain, a hundred percent on chain and all smart contract, smart, smart contract driven. And the UI is only a UI that points to the smart contract. So if you actually look at the, uh, the network and see what type of data that's getting fed, it's 100% on-chain. And then we actually have no server whatsoever. Um, so there's no off-chain computation. There's no off-chain voting. It's 100% driven by the smart contract, which if anyone's built um, a voting tool on the smart contract, it can get really complicated. So we wanted to reduce the, uh, that level of complexity so that we can achieve at least uh, an MVP for this. And um, I think we've achieved um, something that is effective and secure. And there's a few fail safes in case it goes, you know, um, you know if, it, if it's maliciously used, all we do is we don't fund it anymore. And the funding or the WPS essentially locks itself. Yeah, well, I, I, I for one, am um, pretty excited to see what comes out of this. I, yeah. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting to see some of the proposals and, and what people come up with ideas for. And, and yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I, I did have one question about the UI. Does the, does the UI require any kind of special API, or is it just a standard RPC? Yeah, everything is, um, is pulled off the, uh, the smart contract directly. So... All, all the UI is doing is just fetching data tables. Uh, there's a few like secondary indexes to, so that you can query on only active proposals. Um, but if you, if you wanted to integrate uh, or build your own UI, 
only the only thing that you need to do is is pull from the smart contract directly. Um, yeah, oh, nothing that's special. It's literally just yeah. all tables and all actions are driven by that single smart contract. That'll make it a lot easier for third party uh, yeah. UIs to get set up. For yeah. sure. And, and we made it, we made it also, we haven't, um, those features are not out yet, but we've added <clears throat> a way that you could, as a proposer, define, let's say you have some metadata, you have a website that, that talks about yourself, or maybe you want to describe yourself a little bit more so that you, you know a little bit more about the proposer. We've added tools so that you could put more metadata about the proposer. You can put metadata about the proposal itself. And then we also added a comment or sort of a, a single comment tool that the voter and the proposer can comment after the proposal being submitted. So let's say you submit your proposal and we, US Nation, were like, hey, could you clarify blah, 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 blah. You can then respond on chain and not reveal your identity. You, you're, you know, you're someone somewhere else in the world and you're not connected to Telegram or WeChat or whatnot. You can respond on chain uh, a comment and say, oh, I forgot to add you know, these parameters. Um, and then we'll, we'll present those comments on the UI. Um, I think I mean, that's a brand new feature, so I don't think that's live. I feel like yeah, but, but those are right now you're probably wondering, well, where I haven't seen that, but yeah. it's already in the smart contract and, and being worked on uh, being integrated into the existing UI. Yeah, we wanted to add a, as much flexibility to adding as much metadata as you possibly can. So right now the, the UI is showing you one version of what the WPS can be. However, you can, you can extend that. So we've made it so that it's very flexible so that you can extend the metadata and you can add more things that we didn't think about. So we can extend and grow the WPS um, very, very flexibly. Do you, do you think that DAPs or DAX might have, uh, might want to grab the contract and reuse it for their own internal WPS? Oh, for sure. And we were even thinking about boss WPS version two will be using some of this code with some modifications. So Interesting. we've tried to make it so that you can take that maybe instead of having the block producers as the voters, you can have it as a, you know, a Boyd token holders or what, whatever you want. Uh, you could probably mm. modify a few different uh, parameters and uh, the smart contract is pretty, you know, mutatable. And I've made it so that it's, um, it has a lot of components that you can all, if you want to change who's the voter, then there's a little voting section. And then you just change the logic of the, the voters. So definitely we intend, we, we, that would be really ideal to have other projects take this code, modify it for their own use case and release their own WPS, you know, micro WPS. Yeah. yeah. WPS. And because all the, the parameters are configurable, um, you know, instead of having 30 days, you could do every five days or every 10 days. Mm. You can also say that proposals don't expire so that once you submit your proposal, it will just stay there ind indefinitely until it has the appropriate votes. Um, you could do all sorts of things. Um, yeah. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Maybe uh, yeah, I've, I've given some ideas to John. I think we're going to see a Boyd WPS coming soon. I think so too. I mean, 
John Swift, early adopter for a I can, I can help out. We'll, we'll help out. We'll work on that one together. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay, and with that, um, let's close it up. Um, so where do people find more about the, uh, WPS? I know I said it like a thousand times already. Uh, where do people find EOS Nation? Uh, lay it down on them. Yeah, uh, again, go play with it. There's, you set, submit your feedback too. It's uh, eoswps.io. Um, that's where we have it currently deployed on Jungle. Mm -hmm. um, you can you know, play around with tr trying to submit a proposal. As long as you've got some Jungle tokens, you can publish it. Um, you can, yeah, check it out. Have a, if you submit your feedback, go to eosnation.io to learn more about EOS Nation and all the other stuff we're working on. And, and again, I mentioned that blog post we've got up that kind of dives into what this worker proposal is, the background behind it. Uh, so we've got a step-by-step -step user guide on how to submit a proposal. We've got some videos there. Mm -hmm. um, so there's yeah plenty of information on our website. Uh, Telegram channel is at EOSWPS. So there's some discussion going on in there if you're interested in sharing, sharing your thoughts or you know, talking about what types of proposals, for example, we want to see live. Um, we'll, we will probably be seeing lots of that kind of discussion once we are live, if, uh, assuming we, we are successful with this proposal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of places to learn more. Awesome. And if you're watching, I'll include all the links down below. So there's a bunch of links for you to check out. And we here at Discussion will definitely continue to cover it as the WPS system near closer to launch and then after this launch. Uh, I think it's going to be very excited. I think it's going to be a very exciting moment for EOS as a whole to finally have a, a way for the community to come together and work on things together and get funded. So I want to thank you again very much. For, uh, thank you very much for coming on, Daniel and Dennis. And I want to thank uh, John and Jimmy for co-hosting this very special installment of Alpha Discussion for us. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Jack. See you guys.